Hi, and welcome back to Reach for Wellness, a video podcast by Community Reach Center. We are located in the Adams and Broomfield counties, and I'm your host, Vanessa Alarcon, a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed addictions counselor. Today, I'm so excited to have Lydia Appling, also a licensed clinical social worker, who is a program manager here at Community Reach Center. Lydia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, I appreciate it. Yeah, Lydia, you're a program manager here. Tell us about the programs that you oversee. Yes, so I um, oversee our co-responder program. It's been in effect for the last three years. I also manage our uh, crisis intervention team program, CIT for short, and um, that's a, a program that uh, Adams County mm-hmm. supports, and all law enforcement is involved in that, and we provide education on mental health. Great. So we have that relationship with law enforcement and mental health. Yep. Both programs. Yep. So a co-responder. I had personally not heard of this much until like the most recent decade. Is this a new thing? What is a co-responder? Yeah. So in Colorado, it is fairly new. It's been around, you know, uh, developing in different areas of uh, Colorado for several years. And uh, but it's been around a little bit longer than that. But Colorado State is very supportive Mm -hmm. of providing uh, this kind of focused mental health specialty to our law enforcement agencies. So um, so with law enforcement, they do get some training in mental health. And as I had mentioned earlier, the CIT, yeah. uh, they get training uh, there if they so desire, but really wanted to support those officers out in the field to have someone who can help intervene during some situation where maybe there's a mental health crisis going mm-hmm. on. So that's kind of the goal and how it got started and so there's a lot of programs popping up now Um, almost all cities in Adams County has a co-responder program now great so a co-responder so they're responding with the police officer but those individuals are not other police officers they're like they're mental health professionals that accompany the police officer Right. So so a co-responder is, yeah, a mental health clinician that has special training in crisis intervention. And so the goal is for them to be out in the field with the community, with the officer, to help provide uh, assessments and that special intervention that can help those folks who are in crisis and try to move them from a crisis situation into something more stable. Okay. So I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you a silly question <laughs> So because I'm a therapist. So my silly question is, why do we need a co-responder? Like if we're, law enforcement can be trained on mental health, why have someone that's not another law enforcement or like why, why do we need another professional on the field? Mm-hmm, definitely. So that's not the primary role for law enforcement to handle mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, they do get some training just, of course, for recognition and in emergency situations mm-hmm. that they will have some skills Um, to intervene, but having someone who this is their specialty, we can provide a deeper assessment, provide um, a better intervention to make sure those folks are getting the proper care that they need in the moment, Mm -hmm. but also to our goal is to direct them to a longer term support Mm -hmm. for mental health. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's something that, you know, for law enforcement, that's not their primary focus. They're there for safety of the community. And, uh, you know, so being able to have someone, another tool in their tool belt to pull in another person who can work together. And and we collaborate with them. They're on scene with us. And so it's just really a joint effort of both both, uh, professionals working together to help that person and give them the best outcome. I like that. It almost Mm -hmm. seems like if if someone did encounter a a, a mental health scenario, you would almost want 
someone that that's their specialty training to help with that because then sometimes folks may not know what to do maybe even with all the trainings that they have it's like nice it sounds like a great partnership oh definitely yeah i mean uh we we have a combined goal to help support that person and maybe their family during this crisis but we're definitely a different type of you know profession we have different goals and it's nice because the officers are there for safety first of all not just of the person in crisis but also our staff and so you know we can just provide interventions. We're not worried about our safety when we're out in the field and out in the community trying to help someone. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So what are some, so this is newer, like you mentioned, it's kind of newish. So what are some maybe myths or misconceptions people have about co-responders? Right, right. So it is very new. Lots of people have questions. And so it is exciting to talk about this today. So I appreciate it. Um, Co-responders are not police officers. We do not go through any kind of police training officially. There are some safety trainings we go through um, and just understanding how the police work so that we make sure we're not interfering with their steps to ensure that the scene is safe when we step in there and so it's a lot of communication and collaboration with the officers but we are not police officers and so and and police officers are not trained mental health clinicians so we try to stay in our own lane um, but that that can be confusing for some folks Mm -hmm. are we both you know Mm -hmm. the officer and the clinician both police officers or in law enforcement and we're not Gotcha. So really understanding the difference, it's really a partnership, mm-hmm. not that suddenly then someone is a police officer. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's a whole different field that we yeah. don't, <laughs> I'm not going into. <laughs> but I appreciate what they do every day. Yeah. Yes. No, yes. I mean, and they appreciate us being there, you mm-hmm. know. Um, anytime as, as a therapist in the mental mm-hmm. health field, there are other people who can handle situations better and we make referrals. Basically, that's the same thing. So mm-hmm. if an officer is out on a situation and a co-responder is not available, could be overnight, um, you know, making that referral to say, hey, this is a person that can help you make those next steps, mm-hmm. you know. So that's awesome that they can refer to us even if we're not available right in the moment. That's great. Mm -hmm. So what's an example of when you would think to yourself, I'm so glad this partnership exists. There's maybe scenarios that maybe you've heard of or this partnership, as you've heard, appreciation of both ends. What are some examples Mm -hmm. of that in life? Yeah, so I think it's pretty typical. uh, You know, someone will call 911 because Mm -hmm. they are concerned for, you know, maybe a brother or a sister who Mm -hmm. is making some suicidal statements. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they're concerned and they want to make sure that person is safe. So they call 911, so officers dispatch. And an officer, you know, can talk with that person, see if they're safe. Um, but definitely having a mental health clinician mm-hmm. who we do this all the time. This is what we're trained to do to assess folks, you know, their safety mm-hmm. risk. Um, and so being able to go out there along with the officers, talk to that person, see, you know, what's going on with them today? What do you need today? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we can do an assessment like that, that will help guide our interventions, you know. And so between the person in crisis, the clinician, the officer, and maybe even some family members, you know, come up with a plan. What does this person need right at this moment to be safe? Mm -hmm. Um, Some folks, you know, may be able to be safe in a home if 
families there. Maybe they remove some dangerous items such as knives, guns, those kinds of things. And we can all work together as a team to make that happen. So if that person can be safe at home, that's a wonderful thing. And that's usually what we can do. Mm -hmm. um, there are some cases where someone maybe doesn't have family to take care of that or su support them at home and uh, there are dangerous things in the home and they're not willing to remove them and mm -hmm. and they are you know they have a plan they have the means to you know potentially take those next steps sometimes we will need to help them get to a, a higher level of care a place of safety until maybe they can get to a point where they're a little more stable they're not a danger to hurting themselves and so um, you know that's a pretty pretty common call that we we go on and it's very rewarding when we can do either one help someone be safe at home and if they can't help them get to a safe place until they can get back home and be okay. Yeah, no, and, and that's exciting because I've encountered in my clinical work, and maybe you've had some of this too, Lydia, where someone's concerned about someone else, they're very concerned for their safety, and sometimes they feel like, oh, should I call 911? I mean, that seems so dramatic, but I'm concerned about the individual. What do I do? And what are they gonna do if they come to my house? It will be scary, you know, people coming in, banging on the door. Mm. And so I think what you've described is none of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we hope not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't want a situation where an officer or a mental health clinician escalates the situation. Sure. We're there to yeah. de-escalate the Correct. situation. And it's, you know, we try to educate people mm -hmm. and family members that if they do feel like they need to call 911 to request a welfare check on someone they love or for themselves, that they can ask for a CIT trained officer oh, because okay. they do get this 40 hour um, training, yep. you know, to um, better communicate, better de-escalate situations, uh, crisis situations. And they can also ask for a co-responder, a therapist, a mental health clinician. Hopefully that department might have one and one available. So we always educate folks, you know, to call there. Also to calling the crisis line as needed. So the goal for officers and mental health clinicians, a co-responder, is to, to de-escalate a situation. I mean, we definitely don't want to escalate. And so most people are very responsive to our support and I think it's the way we approach folks because we know they're in crisis and yeah. we've been trained on how to not escalate a situation so it's important if if someone's concerned about their own welfare or a loved one's welfare mm -hmm. um, if they feel like they need some help to call for help I mean one option is to call 911 ask for a welfare check mm -hmm. um, and they can ask for a CIT trained officer they may not always have one available, but yeah. it never hurts to ask because, again, that officer has some additional training beyond just officer training. And so hopefully if that department also has a co-responder program, they can ask for a co-responder, a mental health clinician to come also. Hopefully they would be available too. So it's always great if they can ask because the department will try to get them out there if possible. Um, and then folks can call the Colorado Crisis Line too, mm -hmm. which in turn, they can also call a police department if they have additional concerns about a person's safety to call for a welfare check. So I think it's always better to be safe and sorry because if a person's safe, then we just walk away, you know, yeah. if they don't need anything else. But if they do need some resources or more immediate help, at least we've been there to help support them and that they know someone's care, yeah. caring about them. I never heard that you could request a CIT trained officer or a co-responder. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's it's folks who have called several times. They learn that, but not everybody knows that in the general community. So I'm glad, again, we're talking about this today. And so hopefully people know that that is an option for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something to remember that that's an option. Yep. So CIT mm-hmm. and co-responder. So those are the key words for those calls if you're needing them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we also have the new state line, the 988. You know, well, it's nationwide. Um, so, so folks can also call that to get some mental health support. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Lydia, I've learned so much. Thank you so much for your time. I'm wondering, is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you're like, ooh, I just really want to mention this about correspondence or CIT or about mental health? Sure, sure. Um, you know, there's different types of co-responder programs, different mm-hmm. models, and so some are set up where they have an assigned team where an officer is paired with a specific mental health clinician, a co-responder, mm-hmm. where they go out together on primarily mental health calls. Um, there are programs where maybe even a, a paramedic it's a trio team that can go out. Paramedic. Um, yep. Yeah. So there's different, you know, again, types of uh, teams and interventions because sometimes there could be a medical need also during a crisis. Um, there's a lot of programs where um, there are co-responders who can respond to any officer out in the community. And at CRC, that's pretty much our model. So that uh, leaves available where our co-responder can go anywhere to meet any officer on scene and provide interventions. So that's one thing that I think is important to know. And uh, we don't, our co-responder therapists don't always have to go with an officer. So if we've met someone and we know that their home situation is very safe, and we mm-hmm. need to go back out to visit with them again and continue to provide support, we'll probably just go by ourselves. We won't need an officer with us. But initially, usually we're paired just to make sure that, you know, the scene is safe for everyone. And, and if it is, an officer can leave the scene, go back into the mm-hmm. field to take other calls while our clinician stays with that person and their family to help support them. So, so it's just kind of a varied look. So not you know, not every visit's going to look exactly the same. Um, we also go out to not just people's homes, but we see people out in the community, literally mm-hmm. on, you know, a street corner, if that's where we encounter them. Yeah. And we can provide intervention pretty much anywhere. We get calls from schools. And so there may be a teacher who's concerned about a student mm-hmm. or um, another student is concerned about a fellow classmate that may have said something that is concerning to them. And so we can go into the school system and visit with uh, that child and uh, visit with the parents, also the, mm-hmm. the school um, uh, teachers, counselors, whoever needs to be involved to help see what does that child need right now, yeah. what do they need to be safe, and a lot of times it is just safety planning to make sure they go home safely and what do they need when they you know come back to school, and so we can provide referrals for more longer term mental health support too if that's what's needed. Well, look at that. So different models also the fact that in some models maybe the co-responder might respond to a call on their own when Mm -hmm. we've established that safety and you can even go to the schools that's that's so cool Mm -hmm. i'm glad this exists and i hope we see more of it yes that partnership so definitely yeah that's my biggest takeaway now i'm hyped about (laughs) co-responders this is great well thank you lydia so much for your time i appreciate it vanessa thank you Thank you so much for joining us on Reach for Wellness. If you'd like to listen to more episodes to learn more about mental health, you can check out our social media pages and our website, communityreachcenter.org. There you can get links to listen to us 
on whatever platform you'd like to listen to us on. And again, the number that Lydia mentioned in today's episode 988 is that national crisis lifeline. So if you um, are if you are needing to access any immediate crisis support or know someone, that's that number to keep in mind. Thanks and talk to you next time.